What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here with another exciting episode of Origin Stories. Today, we have Drive Through Society from Denton, Texas. And we're going to get it started with the song Plastic here on the Johnny Tacos Show. Man, I'm so psyched today. Let's rock and roll.
that was Plastic by Drive Through Society. And guess what? I have them here today. They're going to talk about a little bit of their testimony and how the band started. And we're just going to have a nice coffee conversation. Will you talk like this? How are you doing today? Uh, have you been uh, in this band very long? Mm. No, no, you know, this is the Johnny Taco Show. We don't talk like that. We, 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 we don't talk like typical cr- uh, conservative Christian talk. No, we go crazy because that's what God wants us to do is be crazy in love with Jesus. So, and that's, that's here we are today. All right. Well, welcome back. All right. Hey guys, uh, please introduce yourself to all the new listeners that would love to get to know you. No pressure. Everybody's pointing at each other. I feel uncomfortable here. Hi, my name is Johnny Tacos. I like to go on long strolls on the beach and just enjoy a latte. <laughs> well, my name is uh, Greg Hudson. I uh, play guitar. Uh, I uh, we're, we're doing like just who you are, just and who what I you am. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> my name is Meg, and I am the singer songwriter of the band. And I'm Kathy, and I play violin. I'm Michael. I'm a guitarist and coffee connoisseur at large. <laughs> that is factual. Uh, as you tell, me and Michael will be good friends at the end of the day. We might be blood brothers. <laughs> but without the blood, because then, then I'll faint if you if we had to cut our hands. Sanitarium. <laughs> so, um, t- um, what what came up? Who came up with the with the name of the of the band? Big. I did. It was a long process. Um, Greg and I started the band many years ago, back in college, and we played for a bunch of youth groups and stuff. And then we wanted to get more into like the rock scene. And man, coming up with a band name is so difficult. And I had come up with maybe thirty ideas. All of them got shot down. And one day, I was driving on thirty-five back to Denton, where we're from. And I just saw like <clears throat> drive through pharmacy, drive through cleaners, drive through, you know, food. And all I could think of was like, why are we, why is our culture so obsessed with the drive through? All we want is to just get things immediately. There's not a lot of personal interaction anymore. There's not a lot of relationships. It's just like very convenient. Let's just drive through everything. And I kind of felt like drive through society was a play on like a satirical play on like how our society functions. And like, that's all we care about is quick fixes, <clears throat> getting things, you know, out of convenience, even though it's, you know, maybe not great for us. And it kind of diminishes our personal relationships with people. So that's where it came from. So I, I thought of it, I brought it to the, to Greg and he was like, yes, that's it. I like it. So, <laughs> and speaking of drive-through, I need to go through the drive-through to, to feed my children too. So yeah, <laughs> Hey, look, it's subliminal. It's subliminal. Uh, it, yeah. was kind of, it was kind of great during the pandemic because we kind of became that a little bit. Everybody was doing the drive through, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think after that pandemic, um, it even got worse that everybody is pretty much glued to themselves. Uh, like we live in a selfie society where it's, it's all about self. And that was one of the big things that Satan did. Uh, you know, he was all about self and you see what happened to him. Yeah. So, but we're slowly getting back into society and back into fellowship. And, you know, it's, it's, 
it's just going to take a lot, a lot of time and a lot of patience. So intentional about relationship building, you know, because relationships don't just magically happen. Right. I mean, like Kathy and Michael, like we work really well together and they don't live <clears throat> near us anymore, but we're very intentional about, you know, staying in touch, keeping up with each other, not just in a band sense, but on a personal level, you know, checking in and stuff like that. So I think there's a lot of intentionality has been lost in modern society, especially with all the conveniences of the technology that we have. So it's really important for us to, to keep that connection. Um, yeah, because uh, a band is not just a band; it's a family. Yeah. And if you, for for a band to stay strong, and the foundation and all that, you have to have a relationship too. You can't just go, "All right, we're we're going through rehearsal. All right, see y'all at the show. Have a great day. Right. Enjoy your coffee, Michael. You know. <laughs> Some bands are like that, and it doesn't. It shows. It's apparent. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because you you have to it, you go through the hardships and the the triumphs and the and the failures as as families do, and it just makes you a stronger bond. And I hate to see just people just come in. Well, I flew in from Hawaii just to play the drums, and then mm-hmm. and then go back. Uh, yeah, I got Hawaii on my brain. I I want to yeah. go somewhere Arctic, not Arctic, tropical, opposite mm-hmm. Ar- Arctic. Yeah, yeah. The opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So um how long how long have y'all been a, a band? So Greg and I started <clears throat> Drive Through Society probably in like 2014, 2015. Um, but kind of went through some pretty hairy um times in the music industry around 2017. So we kind of took a break for a while. And then we met Michael and Kathy at church, actually. <laughs> And we played on the praise team together and found out that they both love metal. And we were like, hey, do you want to join our band? Um, So I would say 2018, 2019 was when they joined us and we started um, writing and um, playing shows together. Um, Yeah. So this particular, I guess, formation of Drive Through Society has been around like four years three four years um, yeah. and uh to me it's it, it's pretty awesome because you have a, a violinist in there and uh she's rocking and rolling and you don't get to see that much in in a lot of metal bands you, you'll see it in a couple but not a lot and it, i think um having that gives gives more of an accent to to the band so props to you <laughs> kathleen I think it's super unique too because whenever you think about strings and metal, you always think about bands like Epica, where it's like this huge symphonic thing. But we've been treating it very individually as a, a solo instrument. I think that that does give us a unique perspective on it. Yeah, we because I like Michael said, like it's when you think of of a acoustic string instrument um, like a violin or cello or viola. Um, Usually people think of more the symphonic uh, type of area, but we, I, I specifically and Michael and I and Megan Greg, like when we've been recording recently and when we've been writing, um, we try to treat the violin as just another instrument in the band, just as an equal to our bass or drums. 
Um, and I think that gives it kind of a special quality. Um, like, obviously, it's gonna it's gonna have its solo moment because of the way it sounds. But I also want to be a team player, and that's how we treat it um, together in our in our writing process. Like we we've been talking about um, the way. Uh, we treat like our financials, which is not a cool thing to talk about on a podcast, but just as a band, we've been, we've been talking about that as we've been recording um, our new album. And, um, and with that, uh, it's, we've been talking about how we're a team and it's not like Megan, the band or the violinist in the band. We're all, we're all equals together. And I think that's really important uh, in our process and how we treat each other. And, and you have to have that kind of recipe where everything just melts together. You can't just play a, a guitar and play your own thing while everybody else is harmonized, you know, it just wouldn't work out. And, and you're right. Violin tends to, uh, scream out louder than most. You're like, was that a violin? I think that's a violin playing. Uh, Do you add any kind of distortion or any kind of thing to it to make it crazy? I was was just Michael would love to talk to you about that. Yeah, I was just about to say that because we've actually (laughs) had conversations about leaving the violin as a violin, letting it sound like a violin. Because the moment you add effects or anything on top of it, it starts sounding more and more like a guitar. Yeah. Um, And we're trying to make that differentiation in our sound now too. Michael helped me uh, with um, like a, an effects board, like a pedal board. Um, and at first I was really resistant to it because I've played this instrument my whole life. And I love that sound, how it is, how it was originally created. And I feel like um, it can be so versatile just by knowing different effects without electronics. And um, I'm in, how would I describe it, um, to regular people? Uh, oh, to, <laughs> like to regular that. people. To the commoners. <laughs> I, I, yeah. it's, um, I guess wow. I will keep that. I'm not editing that out. That, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, Thanks, Kathleen, well, I, for making me feel less. Uh, I, 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 was, I need some coffee now. <laughs> it's up to Michael. Michael, you got to drive an hour. Yeah, walk away, Michael. Walk away. <laughs> Michael scooted away from me. Yes. Some other side now. Um, no, I, I, I can't, of course, like it's sometimes it's hard to separate your classical music brain uh, out and describe it in a good way. Um, so I, I'm also involved in a lot of contemporary classical music, what, what in the classical music world, world we would call new music. Um, and with that, there's a lot of extended techniques and different types of sounds that you can create. So I was really hesitant um, when Michael first wanted me to get a pedal board and start playing around with distortion and different effects. But I think we've come to a good agreement where sometimes uh, I'll add a little bit of distortion, a little bit of gain, and it kind of roughs up the sound. And I usually use that for um, moments in songs where I want to kind of blend with the guitars a little bit more and have a rough kind of timbre um, rather than a clean than a clean tone with a little reverb. And dotted delay with pizzicato is the new new thing. It's the new it's the new black. Yeah. It's the new pink. 
Pizzicato is, is just the Italian word for plucking the string. That's all. Wow. Today is the, uh, the Crabtree uh, lessons. All right. Today we learn how to play the violin. A <laughs> uh, little, little raunchy there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but but I think is it it works so well with your with your your band and with uh, Meg's vocals. It just it just works. It melds into the. It's like butter, like butter. So well, have a producer too that can mix it well in the studio, which we've seen in recent months. Still, so. yeah. And another cool thing we've been doing with the violin as well as you know we're adding like where we would sometimes use like synth tracks and stuff like that, or like it yes. would be done with pads. Like we're able to kind of manipulate the violin to make sounds that, you know, uh, like you just, like it just makes cool sounds that, you know, like Kathy was saying kind of in the classical sense that acoustically it just makes these really cool, unique sounds that you can't really get unless you create it, you know, with a synth. So. Uh, so it's it's cool to be able to replace that in our music with uh, violin as well. So whenever the new stuff comes out, you know, it'll have some really cool elements in the background that are hard to hear. And uh, But once you focus in on them, you can kind of hear like, hey, that's actually a violin playing that, you know, not just like some computer. So it's cool. And with with that uh with the violin, did you, are you going to school for that right now? You're in college for... Uh, classical music yeah uh that's where michael and i met actually we met at unt i'm sorry hold on one second we have to get our bird hold on he's making a lot of noise do you want to yeah, yeah, talk or you can just hand him to me wow it's like a uh it's a whole bunch of you're like a an ADD guy's best dream it's like there's like 50 million things going on over there <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, do you want to ask the question again? Uh, I don't forgot the question. <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, you go to college for to, to for classic classically trained for your violin, right? Yes, um, that's where Michael and I met. Um, he was doing his master's in viol performance at UNT, and I was starting my doctorate um, for viol performance as well. So we met in uh, the viola studio there. And I'm finishing up my doctorate now. So yes, all of all of Michael and my degrees are in classical music performance. Yes. Awesome. Uh, what about you, uh, Megan Gregg? Uh, did did y'all go to school for your your music? I'm the only one out of this bunch that has <clears throat> no college training in music. Uh, Greg actually went to school for classical guitar performance when we met. That's what he was getting his degree in. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I ended up um, I ended up dropping out uh, after about like three and a half years. Um, and I mean, my soul, like when I was, you know, 18, you know, trying to figure out what I was going to do as a college student, I really just wanted to be in a, a rock band. So um, I, uh, I wanted to play jazz guitar, but um, uh, at UNT, like, there were some things that I didn't like rules that I didn't realize. Like you had to like audition. There were things like that. Like I had no idea about, uh, I also obviously didn't do a lot of research before I went. Um, so I went and talked to kind of the, you know, just one of the uh, advisors and they were like, well, you can be in a, you can do two years of classical guitar. And then if you 
a want to test, you know, to audition to get into jazz performance, then um, like you can make that t that transition after two years. So uh, I was like, oh, man, my classical guitar is probably going to be weird or lame. But man, I fell in love with it, and I ended up changing my my desire once I, you know, kind of got into the classical guitar side of things. Um, but ultimately, I I ended up getting married to Meg and I was going into debt and I was just like, man, like, and there's a, there's some kind of like weird, uh, I, I guess like, um, requirements that were kind of placed on me as a musician that, you know, some people seem think is strange. Uh, and anyways, I wasn't able to get into like the master classes and things like that. Um, and so I ended up just saying, you know what, like I'm in a rock band. I'm, I'm touring and at this point it was, you know, like 2011, 2012 when Meg and I were just starting to kind of do the band and uh, do drive through society things. Um, and so I, I dropped out at that point, but now I'm back in college as an engineer, you know, so <laughs> uh, it's gone full circle, but I definitely don't have my master's or doctorate uh, okay. in music. So we joined Michael and Kathy's band. Yeah, that's what we joke yeah. about. Like we joined y'all's band. <laughs> um it's, yeah it's so funny because because like last month when we went to san antonio to work with the producer again we've been going kind of monthly just with our work schedules and i said something about i don't know theor music theory or something to greg and i was and it's so interesting his story in um, like the academic sphere of music, if you will, because he has a story like nobody else. I've never heard a story like his from any any classically trained musician I know, um, even like internationally, like going across the United States, he has a very unique story. And it's always interesting to hear him talk about his story as, as a music major because it's very unusual. Nobody nobody shows up, like gets into a school and then it's like, hey, I'd like to audition for the school of music. And they're like, oh, okay, sure, come right on in. That doesn't happen. You audition like a half a year, at least before. So you audition usually, um, you send in like a pre-screening tape so the music faculty and the college of admissions can, or the department, of emissions can evaluate you and then if they deem that you are that you are at a certain level then they invite you to come audition um and that has to be done in a fall semester and then you audition like in january february um and so there are several rounds and then you also have to be accepted to that conservatory of school music's um associated university i could keep going but it's so unusual, like for Greg's story, the way he like be became a music major. And to be honest, like it's really inspiring because uh, it shows that you can that you can go into something, not play by the rules at all, and pursue your dreams and become like a much better uh, musician or whatever kind of field you want to go into um, and succeed in doing that without like playing by the rules so it's every time we talk about music and i'm like oh you you know this how did you do that <laughs> because like it's 
he didn't take lessons as a kid. He he wasn't doing all these sort of things that Michael and I kind of set into place um, as kids. And so it's it's really cool to hear his story. They just saw how awesome Greg was, and they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. You, you're gonna keep inflate uh, inflating his ego. You know, Meg's not gonna be able to fit in the screen here. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I said, I'm not I'm the only one that doesn't have. I mean, I I was I did all state choir in high school and had training in high school, but in college I did choir for like one year. Um, and but my degree is in psychology, so. Well, you you could just yeah. say that you have raw talent. That oh, you were okay. born that with was, it. That, that was a, that was one of the gifts that God had bestowed upon you to wow. go out there and and to just do what you were born to do. Uh, so 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 being uh, I, I should say i should say before we go on meg is meg is really underselling herself as a musician we, we should we should put that out there she's she's an incredible singer and front woman and and uh we have learned so much like from her not only like business sense and and those kind of behind the scenes things but um as a performer she's second to none like it's she thinks she thinks so much about how she presents herself to to the audience um her image and uh how she connects with with the people that were that were performing for and it's 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 incredible really wow now, now you gotta boost up michael I know. <laughs> i'm just gonna switch away again <laughs> But uh, being classically trained must have put a great accent in in the band. It must have um, did a great um, justice to the band, like gave it a, an edge. Uh, do you think classic uh, classic guitar uh, being a classic guitarist or classically trained uh, helped you out on on uh, perfecting your art? Yes, I, I like one of the things that like when I tell my story about my college experience uh, as a musician, um, one of the things I'm always first to say and say, talk about that is that like, there is, uh, you know, the, uh, like the, my ability as a guitar player, you know, when I entered into the college of music at 18 to, you know, like dropping out, you know, three and a half years later, like made me such a better musician. Um, and it like, you know, Kathy was saying, you know, it's kind of abnormal uh, experience where like I had no musical trained, you know, teaching beforehand. I didn't go take, you know, music theory in high school. I didn't, you know, so like when I entered in college, um, they had like a free music class you could take. And if you got like a C or better, you could you could then be you could then audition or be accepted into the college of music. Um, and that was where I learned like what a treble clef was, you know, <laughs> and how to, how to read a staff, um, and what the lines meant, you know, and where notes were placed and what a whole, the difference between a whole note and a half note, as far as like what it looked like. Um, can, we quote, can we quote you that? Like yeah. how to read the lines? How to read the lines? Yeah. You, you know, That's you know, I didn't know it was a lot more than just a cool tattoo that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I, it definitely made me a better guitar player. It makes um, our band practice and writing sessions really interesting because all three of them are like fantastic at theory, 
and I'm over here like, I sing good, you know, like, <laughs> like they'll get on these like, oh, well, let's play it this way or like what key should, you know, they'll like go into all this stuff and we should do a key change and then modulate here. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> Just let me know when you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, we need to get cool. a book to translate all this, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get the commoner book to music. Yeah. Yeah, theory was not my forte. Yeah, and that and that's why, like you know, that's why we we joke about joining Michael and Kathy's bands because, like, I had three and a half years of theory experience, and like, I mean, sure, it was at a college level, but you know, like, it was, I, I mean, like, when it still at this to this day, like, when it comes to like understanding, you know, uh, music notes and chord structures and things like that, Michael and Kathy definitely. Like they're able to like actually vocalize it, you know, where I'm just like, well, you know, if you add this little note here, it, it sounds like a leading tone. I have no idea. But, you know. um, it's fine. Yeah. So it's it's, yeah, it's definitely a lot. Well, and, Michael got, Michael got his minor in theory and his masters. I teach AP music theory. Too. And he teaches AP music theory. So, <laughs> so it's, so I always defer to him with theory because just like Meg was saying, theory wasn't didn't come easily to me and i had to repeat um theory class uh in my undergrad many many times how many, so many yeah so many times i won't say but i got very behind and didn't graduate with my original class so it was it was very very difficult so Michael, Michael knows it b better than any of us. And it's, and it really does help with our songwriting process because like being taught the form of, of pieces just in general, and then that helps you break down how a song is created and what time signature it is and how this chord relates to another chord and what kind of um, purpose it holds knowing that sort of knowing that sort of like concrete knowledge really does help you I think become like a better musician and songwriter and I I heard I heard on the radio the other day that when you really deep dive into how something is constructed and made it takes away like some of the mystery and the love for it but I don't agree with that as far as music goes because it just it just helps you like see it on on like almost a cellular level and increases your love for it um, even more because like you can see how to create it yourself and there's there's something so magical and special about taking a song that like you heard on the radio and you've loved for years and breaking it down and seeing like, Oh, that's what they did here. I can do that too. I'm inspired by that. Um, like we were really inspired by a spirit box song for the last song we recorded last month. And, um, and we created, uh, we created that song um, based on that. And it was so fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, let's pause for a commercial and we'll get back into uh, drive through society here on the Johnny Taco Show. Tacos, tacos, de canasta, tacos. You're my friends now. We're having soft tacos later. This is the Johnny Taco Show.
All right. Hey, this is Johnny Tacos here. You want a church? You're looking for a church. You haven't been to a church in so long, and you need to connect because we're all God's children, and we need to be connected as the body of Christ is shown through the pages of the Bible. I have a gentleman here, a pastor, the teacher, the Bob Vila of churches at the Renovation Church at the Peak. Here is Pastor Tim Hale. Can you take away? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Tim. I am the pastor at Renovation Church here in Midlothian. We are across the street uh, from Mountain Peak Elementary, right off of FM 663 on the south side of town, south of Kroger and all of that, right across from Rosebud uh, Subdivision. And we would be delighted to worship with you if you're looking for a church home, looking for a place to connect. I highly recommend our church. We are focused on authentic worship and our worship is phenomenal. If you're a musician who, who wants an outlet to, to serve the Lord in, man, uh, we would love to connect you and give you an outlet. If you're a place who has, if you're a, a parent who has kids, man, we've got a fantastic kids ministry uh, called Renovation Kids that we would love to help you disciple your children in. Uh, if you've got students, we've got a fantastic student ministry called Epic Students. Love to be able to, to disciple your kids as, as well there. So, uh, man, we meet at 9.30 and 11 a.m. They're identical services on Sundays at 9.30 and 11. And you are welcome to come and be a part of what God is doing here at Renovation. And this is a Bible-based church, correct? Yes, we are a Bible-based church. The decisions we make, the what we teach is going to be completely from the Bible. Anything else is going to be based on traditions of men and, and uh, ideas that, that people have. We, we're just going to kind of stick with what God said. Amen. And just like I always say, let's get renovated at Renovation Church at the Peak. Not only will you see my good friend Tim here, you'll also get to see me because I am too a member here. And I can't wait to meet you, love on you, and share the gospel. That's right. We're so excited about what God's doing here. Our motto is from broken to beautiful. And we believe that, that Jesus takes broken people, whatever has happened in your life, and he, he heals it and transforms it into something beautiful and something brand new. Hey, Tim, give that address one more time. We are 5010 FM 663 in Midlothian, Texas. 5010 FM 60, uh, 663 Midlothian, Texas. Now say that in French. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you there. God love you. God bless. All right, we are back with Drive Through Society, and we're continuing talking about how awesome uh, Greg is, you know, <laughs> from Kathleen's point of view. <laughs> now we got to inflate De uh, Michael's um, e ego here. He hides away, cowers away. Don't cower away. Come closer. Come closer. <laughs> how much time do we have? I can talk about this man for the rest of my life. That's right. Uh, For real. We uh, all could, I think. Okay. We all could. Yeah. Yeah. So with the, the band, you're the songwriter, Meg. Uh, who who writes the music? Is it like a, a joint effort? Michael does, Michael does <laughs> most of it. Uh -huh. Well, in, in previous years, prior to Michael and Kathy joining us, Greg did most of the music. Um, a lot of times I would write it on guitar, but I'm a singer, not a proficient guitar player. I can play basics. 
Um, so I'd hand him like a chord structure and he would take it and just like make it super awesome um, and heavy. Recently, <clears throat> Michael has been writing and, and, and Kathy too, have been writing a ton of the music and then they send it to me um, and I kind of write the melody and the lyrics over it. And, um, and there have been some times where I've sent Michael some ideas and said, Hey, make this more gent <laughs> or make this more awesome. So, um, the last two times we've been in the studio and this upcoming time, he's pretty much done, I would say 95% of the guitar work. Um, and praise the Lord. Cause I'm in school. There's no <laughs> way I would be able to, to do all of the heavy lifting like I used to. So yeah, man, it, it's, it's a good balance. It's been a great blessing to have Michael. Uh, be able to step in and then too like I mean honestly Michael you're a better guitar player than me so being able to have somebody that not only like you know awesome at guitar but like can you know write crazy things then understands the theory side of it he's, you know he's very creative very creative in his yeah. writing process and he's really open like our producer is also has background in metal and He's given us some ideas to kind of change, and Michael picks it up. I would say within two minutes, mm -hmm. um, and even the crazy rhythm, all yeah, the rhythms that he yeah, plays. yeah, for real. And there, so, there, are some, there are some really difficult rhythms, and yeah, and, uh, when we were when we were in the studio a couple months ago, uh, we sometimes, and this is again going back to our classical background some of this recording process which we've been in the studio before for classical music and recording on other people's albums and recording projects and this process is completely different um than anything we've done before and with some of these rhythms that our producer Corey and michael come up with you can't i i couldn't uh hear how they go so we would have to literally like look at our producer's computer like a guitar, like a guitar, um, guitar hero, guitar hero. Yeah. Like a guitar hero type of game just to follow along. It's so, uh, complex orally. And then like for our shows, Michael will have to write it out like in dashes and dots, like a musical Morse code. So you can, you can get it in your brain, at least for me, because we saw this, we saw this video on YouTube of uh, Meshuggah's, one of Meshuggah's guitarists. Tell, tell them about it. Oh, uh, it was a rhythm. I think it's for this song, um, I, if I remember correctly. Um, and it's it's just a piece of paper with the, the entire rhythm written out in a long dash with three sixteenths and a short dash with like two or something. I can't remember. So it's just, it looks like binary essentially going yeah. across. And so it's really easy to write out rhythms that way. So we've been we've been copying that with, with complex rhythms and it's actually really helped and it's so funny because having such a strong classical background you never think of doing anything like that um and this has uh this is like a method we've come really helped and it's so simple and non-traditional um non-classical music uh but it, it really helps but anyway michael is yeah he's he's an incredible vision as far as writing music and it's it's really fun to work together well i think what's cool between us all too is that we are all open minded as far as changing things and it's it's really made for a wonderful writing process 
because we can go, oh, well, let's try this. Let's see if it works, you know, sleep on it for a night. And we come back to it, and most of the time we go, oh, hey, that sounds good, actually. Or maybe we can change this back, you know, and we're all very level about that. It's been it's been really great. Like, whereas you had some different writing experiences in bands in the past where they just told you, like, hey, you do that, and you have no input whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Everything's so technical. Uh, people don't really see the technical side of entertainment um, because it's it's not just they just y'all just go out on the stage and just play what's in your head. You know, uh, you actually practice uh, rehearsal. Uh, you sleep, eat, and work at this music. Um, you know, from sun up to sundown. And with that, um, do y'all have any kind of upcoming music? Because y'all are are behind the scenes getting getting new music pushed out, right? Yes. Yeah. So we we started recording again in July of this year. We finished we've finished two songs so far. We're actually going back next week, which is the beginning of November um, to record a third one. Um, and our plan is to go in January for like a week and record several while we're, while we're there, but that's still in the process. Um, we've had, we have a lot of, some of these songs we've been sitting on a couple years. Some of them we're working on like simultaneously while we're working jobs and, you know, doing all the things, serving at our church. Um, Michael contracts out to churches too. So, I mean, like we, we're kind of doing this in between our like just normal life but it's a priority to us because it's a creative outlet. So um, our goal is to release, goal, you know, um, to release the music next year. Um, but, you know, pending finances and all the other stuff because we're paying for everything ourselves. So, you know, we have to make sure that <clears throat> everything is sustainable. But currently we have two songs recorded and we're about to go do a third one. So even if we don't get all of the music released or recorded, um, we are going to release a couple singles. Um, that would be included on an album. Um, so that is something that we're working on. And about finances, you know, that's why you have merch. You have merch so the so your your fans can help because they, they love you and they want to support you. Uh, you have a website where you can uh, check out a little bio about how it got started. Um, you can also go and see their tours, uh, media, uh, like your upcoming um, music that, that should be here soon. Hopefully we'll get some awesome music next year. Uh, yeah. It'll but- be worth the wait, I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah. we do have a website. It's drivethroughsocietyband.com. Um, and it has like kind of all of our latest promo photos and EPK. Um, it does have a merch store link there. I will admit that we don't have a lot um, at the current moment just because we haven't been playing shows a whole lot just with life and whatnot but there are some there is some t-shirts up there if you want to go purchase them we have some physical copies of our previous eps um if you don't have physical copy we have plenty so please um (laughs) go support a physical copy um or a t-shirt we've actually talked about doing kind of a merch t-shirt push um just to kind of try and get some traction um to help support paying for the recordings that we're doing. Um, but we haven't made any solid plans yet. Just 
just trying to wrap our heads around like the day to day. So, yeah. And, and if I could say, I suggest the T Rex with the Texas uh, t shirt right. one. Uh, that's <laughs> like, it, it is so, it, it's, it's, it's work of art. It's, it's like, okay, why is T Rex <laughs> right there showing off his uh, yeah. muscle shirt? Yeah, we don't really have fan shirts. They're uh, they're pretty crazy. So, and I just want to plug um, Quiet Strength Design here. He's the one who's designed that one. Uh, it's Jared Bramlett from the protest. Uh, him and Josh helped us out with that one, and we, we gave him our vision. He was like, "Okay," <laughs> and then he delivered every time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If you need any graphic design work, he's he's our he's our guy. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, I'm looking at that. It just looks, it, it, to me, I, I can't get my eyes off it. I, I would totally, totally suggest uh, to help out the band to get purchase you a uh, T-Rex Texas tea, which is on the website. So not the tea. Don't drink the tea while you're having your Texas tea because you might have the tea on the Texas tea and then it just uh-huh. be ruined. Yeah, even if you're not from Texas, you could still rock it. Yeah, it's it just we're from Texas. Yeah. We have a lot of pride in Texas, so <laughs> representing. Yeah. So, but um, we have a song that we're going to come up because we're getting close to the end of the show. Uh, well, first of all, uh, we had the song "Plastic" that we started off the show with. Uh, can you uh, give us a description on how that song came arise? The time to arise song or plastic? plastic okay great um i don't know if this is appropriate but i totally wrote the chorus in the shower um <laughs> oh it's like you know songwriters are like yep i've been there um we'll, we'll just uh, bleep that part out right <laughs> well essentially i i was kind of it was early on I was, and i was really you know talking about like our society and how we like social media really allows us to kind of put our best foot forward you only kind of see the highlight reel. You don't really see the like vulnerability or the real honesty that people <clears throat> like show can showcase or have. Um, and so plastic was kind of about this idea of confronting people, just showing you the good parts, um, showing you the, the fake, everything's fine um, face and saying, you know, I don't want that. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be open. I want to be <clears throat> relational to people. And, um, and have an open heart to the spirit. And if, if, you know, God's telling me to do something or asking me to be vulnerable or be open, like I want to be available to that and receptive and, and, and whatnot. So the song is just, I mean, in a bridge, it's like basically asking God to like, just burn everything. (laughs) Um, you know, like that's, you know, I I don't want any of the fake stuff in my life. I want to be real and genuine and and sometimes that's hard because it opens you up to get hurt. But I think it's way better to live vulnerable and open than to be closed off and hard-hearted. So. Awesome. And that song right there, to me, that's kind of like an anthem to all the people that want, that that live that life of um, living for materialistic stuff. Mm-hmm. and say hey you know i got all this stuff but at the end of the day when you go to heaven you're not taking that stuff with you you're taking right. the vulnerable you you're taking your soul 
Yeah. So what what's better to upgrade your your people material or upgrade your soul? Yeah. People aren't gonna remember what stuff you have. They're gonna remember how you treated them. Amen. And how you cared about them. So Amen. All right. Well, hey guys, I want to thank y'all for being on the show. We could talk for another five hours if we wanted to, but uh, you know, the podcast uh, people's attention span are only about an hour. I've noticed. Oh, don't insult your audience. Uh, well, well, they know. They know because um, I have the same attention span. So, but uh, I want to thank y'all so much for being on the show um, for taking the time and to letting us listen to music and i i am so i am so proud of y'all for being able to uh be on the same stage as some of the great artists you know like lacey sturm uh disciple kevin from disciple which will be here november 18th for their skeleton skeleton psalms uh new album that they did um i'm going to be opening it up i'm the mc there uh, along with the nice. protest, the guys from the protest, because Relent couldn't make it. They had some issues with their RV. So the protest decided, hey, we're going to step up and help you out and open up for for uh, Disciple, uh, which will be at North Richland Hills, which is not that far from Denton, uh, at the Platinum Music Complex. So mm-hmm. come celebrate my birthday, and if you have time, celebrate the music. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'd love to see you all there. Love to see my listeners um, to come out there, uh, bring a friend. If you have someone that 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 is seeking Jesus, and the the best thing to do is through music because you can be more vulnerable through music. Not not only the musician, but the the people that listen to it. Um, we're going to leave with the song "What Time to Arise." Right? I want to yep. say it right. That was right. That was correct. Mm-hmm. And this song right here is an anthem, right? To wake up and to know that God is here and it's time to overcome all the adversaries that through because in the Bible, uh, our Lord had already prevailed over Satan. So it's a time to rejoice and to arise and, and be and, who God's going to be. Yep. See, um, <laughs> I know that I, I I know that uh, being a Christian is hard nowadays, especially when you live in a world of of the internet and listening to people, and it's it's hard because we we do live in that selfie kind of thing where where it's just us and we want it instant. We want to go through those drive through, and we want our chicken McNuggets to magically pop in our hands before we even say it that's that's the lifestyle that we're living at today i can't imagine if the internet went off people would lose their mind i think there would be chaos on the streets and um but but we need to go back to jesus we need to go back to the the stillness yeah and we don't put open those things you know we put it in christ's alone yep and you you leave that stuff at at his foot and you walk away you leave all that uh personal angst towards yourself you leave that selfiness uh you leave 
the the way where you're cutting off from everybody from humans uh from your own brothers your own sisters in christ uh you you kind of lock yourself in your own prison uh we need uh jesus has the key he's what he's ready to open that door to let you out into the world because there is so much love that needs to be absorbed in this world and there's so much love that you the listener who's listening now thinking that they're confined uh jesus will open up that prison so you can go out there and share your love and that's what it's all about that's what it's all about and i i appreciate um drive through society for being on here um thank you again and hope to see y'all for for another one i i do have metal grace that pops up every year so maybe we can uh the listeners can uh persuade drive through to make an appearance on next year's uh metal grace now we would love that (laughs) now now, it it might be at the 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 platinum music complex because it seems like that's going to be the home for finding hope festivals which i'm a part of so so yeah i'm excited about it uh november 18th my birthday with uh my guest uh the protest and disciple i say that but finding hope says no it's the it's the disciples tour no it's my birthday so uh, uh, you know i i just say we we agree to disagree on that but come on down say hello to uh the taco man wish him a happy birthday buy me a dr pepper and uh we'll all be gravy as they say the kids all right it is time to arise by drive-through society here on the johnny taco show